So you love Jesus and are hungry for more? In this podcast, we will explore knowing Jesus, sharing Jesus, and learning how to share our story. My fellow brothers and sisters, these areas will make us strong warriors for Christ. And guess what? God will equip us in that journey. I am Melina, your host and teacher, or Jesus bestie, and this is the Holy Equipped Podcast. Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode three. So today in this third episode, it's actually going to be the first of what I will be calling my teaching episodes. So we'll have the teaching episodes, we'll have the talk episodes, which are conversational, and the interview episodes where I'll be bringing on guests and having conversations with them. So I'm really looking forward to the year to come. But Basically, with this teaching episode today, what it means is that this these type of episodes will fall under the pillar of knowing Jesus. So if you can remember from previous episodes, the pillars are knowing Jesus, sharing Jesus, and sharing our story. So with this one, under knowing Jesus, this is just so that we can become better equipped in God's word as warriors for Christ and making other disciples. The first couple of episodes dove into a bit of my background for wanting to start this podcast and also just the why behind the focus for this online ministry to teach Christians how to be disciples who can go and make disciples for Christ. So this episode is really the start. This is where it really begins. We're going to dive into the content and the unfolding of the purpose for this podcast The teaching episodes are like your Bible class mixed with some sermon so that you can learn, but also get encouraged and refreshed in God's word as well. At the time of this episode, it's January of 2021. Here we go, guys. Like this is so exciting. It's a new year. And I know we're already a couple weeks in. So at this point, If you're kind of like me in mid-January, you kind of know like what will or won't stick with kind of what you're thinking for the new year to come, but you're still excited, you're still hopeful, and maybe you're still dreaming and planning and hoping for what is to come for this year. However, after a year like 2020, I do realize that there may be some of us who are also feeling a bit of worry and maybe a little bit anxious about what could come. I mean, if you went back to 2020 last year this time, how could we have fathomed that 2020 was going to be what it became? There was just no way. So I definitely know it's understandable whether you feel this way. I'm betting you maybe find some, know somebody who feels this way of, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, oh, here we go. What's going to happen this year? Now, since this podcast is meant to strengthen you so that you can strengthen others, it is important to note that for the people who know us, who look up to us or who are watching us and we don't even realize it because trust me, they are, they might be looking to you on how you approach the new year. They may be looking to you on how you talk about 2021 and even how you talk about 2020. And if you are listening to this later in the year or a different year, 
this still applies. It applies in the way that we handle and talk about our past hurts, our past hurt seasons, how we talk about our hope for the future in Christ. We're always in these places, whether it's a change of an actual year or a change of job or dynamics in your relationships or a change of season in your life or the actual weather seasons, because I know that affects us too. <laughs> and or the change in our hearts. It, it's how we handle it for ourselves, which will affect how we would coach or mentor or model it for others. So in today's lesson, welcome to class, guys, we're going to cover what scripture has to say about the promises of God and how we can live it. At the end of these teaching episodes, I am planning on including sort of takeaways, so to speak. So it might be questions. They may be applications that you can just take away with you to ponder or pray about or journal about later. Of course, if you're like me when I listen to podcasts, I know you're, or maybe you are, it's cool if you are just sitting with your notebook, <laughs> listening intently like you're in class, but you're probably doing something right now. And so if you're wanting to come back later for anything referenced in this teaching lesson today, it'll all be on the show notes, as well as any of the questions or applications at the end will also be in the show notes. And you can always find those at Melina Hevener. That's my name, melinahevener.com slash episode three for this episode. <laughs> All right. So in talking about the new year and seeing the title of the episode, you can probably gather when you clicked on this that we're going to be talking about all things new. So happy new year. <laughs> All right. So of course, I know you're not sitting here, like I said, Maybe you are. I don't know. But you're likely not sitting with your notebook so or having your Bible open in front of you. So don't worry. I will be reading any scripture referenced out for you. Um, so the scripture that this lesson and teaching will be focused on today will be coming from the book of Isaiah, which is in the Old Testament. And it's coming from chapter 43, verse 19. I'll go ahead and read it for you now. See. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. So a bit of context on Isaiah, this book here. So Isaiah is actually a prophet. The book is one of the prophetic books in the Old Testament. Isaiah is a prophet during a time when Israel was divided into two kingdoms, Judah and Israel. And there's a lot of unrest, and Israel had actually fallen to the Assyrians. This and uh, Judah was, or Isaiah was a prophet for Judah. So in this time, all of this unrest and war and falling and division and uh, throughout it all, throughout the whole Bible, there's always the promise for salvation. And we have a promise of the unification of the kingdom and that same salvation. But in these times, it's not really looking that good for them, that's for sure. So in chapter 43 for this uh, chapter in Isaiah, it talks about how God made a way out of Egypt, or I'm saying it talks, 
God talks about how he made a way out of Egypt, and he made a way in the wilderness for them when they were wandering in that time of exile. When this In this scripture, at this point in the scripture, God then mentions how he will be doing a new thing. Now, at this point, if you're thinking all the things that God did do, they were crazy, like miracles, right? How could they, how, as if anyone can predict these new things that God had done in the past, the old things, splitting of the sea or manna from heaven, how he provided for them before, there's no way for them to predict how God would show up new again and deliver them to keep his promise for that new thing. But what this is indicating is the new thing he will do. It is still yet to come. But no one can predict that. They know the promise of a savior, a king, that'll join their kingdom again and lead them into salvation. But how could they ever predict that it was going to be a baby from a virgin who dies on a cross? Tell anyone that back then and they'd be like, nah, our Savior King is going to come in guns blazing and save us all. But it's a new thing, a different perception. He is doing a new thing. Do we not perceive it? New can have a lot of interpretation for a lot of people, and even in our perspectives of it. Like a new home doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a brand new house. Your new home might be weathered and worn, but it's new to you. Or you might actually have a brand spanking new shiny house, but it's a new home for you as well. Depending on who inhabits the house might even determine the worth and dollar amount for that house. Our material things in this world have a lot of impact on how we see new. How we perceive new in our fleshly and earthly world will affect our perception of new in the heavenly world. So let's dig deeper into the two ways that we can perceive new. This is real complicated, guys, so pay attention. The first one will be how we perceive it. And the second will be can you guess how God perceives it? If we want to understand this new thing that God can be doing in our lives, we want to understand both perspectives, get all sides of the picture. So the first in how we perceive new. So think about kind of our material things, right? When we get a new thing, we might totally replace that old thing. Gone, chuck it, throw it out. We got the new thing. Don't got to worry about the old anymore, right? Great. Or we might hoard that old thing, hang on to it. We don't want to let it go. Or we still, there's just so many memories tied to it. Or I might need it in the future. I don't want to get rid of it. It might be useful again. So we'll stow it away and not get rid of the old thing, even though we got the new thing. Or we might give it away to somebody. It provided value for us once. Maybe it'll be valuable for somebody else. So we give it freely to somebody uh, to See if it has the same impact on them. Or the last thing is maybe we sell that old thing when we get our new thing. 
You put a whole lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears into that old thing. You don't want to just get rid of it, right? You gotta, you want to get something for that. That was, that was too much. Like, I'm not just going to get rid of it for free. I need to get something back for that. So as you can see, all of these views on our material things can have an effect on how we would perceive new for our emotions or our memories and our past hurt and our current healing processes. By approaching it in that way, though, we limit how it can actually be done. By treating the abstract of ourselves with the tangible ways of how we view new things, it causes us to focus on our way of doing it. And our control of the situation will then turn us into thinking that we can control the outcome. And of course, that limits God and it only hurts us. Now let's look into the second way to perceive new is how God perceives it. And this is going to be really fun. I'm really excited for this part because um, it's not just like a description. Um, It can be a noun and a verb for how God sees new. Our being, who we are, and our action, what we do in response. New. Do And we might have struggles, though, that'll block us from these two things of how God sees new. And see if you can uh, relate to any of these struggles, because uh, I know I have. <laughs> it's uh, not letting go of unforgiveness. Not loving ourselves. Fear. That'll keep us from fully accepting new. And that can be fear of all kinds, all different kinds of fears that'll keep us from fully accepting it. Or uh, not being open-minded or open to thinking outside of the box, a way that we could not imagine of doing things or seeing ourselves. So the way that God sees new, it's out of our control. (laughs) That's tough to do but we got to let it go. So uh, to do that, I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into some more scripture. So we're going to fast forward a whole lot further into the Bible, into the New Testament, and we're going to go into the book of Corinthians. And this will help us to learn how God sees new. Again, the scripture will be in the show notes for you, and I'll read it out loud for you here. So this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I'll break this apart a little bit so we can further understand God's perception of new. The first is looking where he says, where it says he is a new creation that's newly created. It didn't exist before, so it's new. And that was our salvation that was sent to us for this purpose. And when we receive it, that's just how it is. We're new. We're a new creation, brand spanking, shiny and new. That's how God sees us now. Another area to look in this scripture is where it says, the old has passed away. Passed away, like we know it, is like died. It's not of this world anymore. There's Because there's no life supply to it. It's gone. You can't go back to it. It doesn't exist anymore. 
So we can't be hanging on to a fear of going back to how things once were or how we once were or slipping back into old habits when we are in Christ. From God's perception, it's just not possible. Of course, we're still in this world as humans, and we're still going to have these fears. But again, this is God's perspective that it's not possible to go back to the old. And then the last part I want to focus on for the scripture is where it says, behold, the new has come and the word behold. So I did the scholarly thing of looking it up on Google of what the definition is for behold. And it is seeing and observing a remarkable or impressive thing. Remarkable and impressive. I don't know about you, but that to me sounds like it's something so amazing that I don't know if I could think the same way I did before if I went, if I saw and observed something like that. So let me ask you this. Have you ever experienced something so grand and amazing that you are changed forever? And I can tell you that you can say yes to this. If you call yourself a believer, I know you at least have your salvation day. The day that you said yes to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that day changed you forever. And it's hard to unsee, to unfeel, to unknow what you've seen, felt, and known before when it changes you fundamentally. Behold, the new has come. So these are the ways that God perceives new. Now, knowing these two different perceptions, how we see it and how God sees it. Now I'm going to go back and read Isaiah 43, 19 again. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. The promise is the way and the streams, his path and his provision, his call and his strengthening or refreshment of us. We are a new being and the way that we do things are going to be new, being new, right? Because we're a new creation. It's not going to be done the way it was done before. So now We're going to wrap this up with the applications for you from this lesson about new and the perspective that God sees it. As disciples of Christ, of course, we want to figure out how we can apply this to our lives. How can we apply the concept of new won't be a way to happen overnight. It is going to be a process. Um, Just knowing truths in the Bible doesn't mean that you are like, oh, I know, and this is how I see it every time. Just like when you said yes to Jesus, it wasn't like your life just miraculously was amazing. You would say yes, and you'd still be living the same life you were in. It takes a lot of growth and habit and practice and prayer to adapt this kind of thinking or mindset. So the um, there's going to be three ways that I'm going to talk about that you can apply this concept God's concept view of new in your life. So the first is to pray. Now, I know you might be thinking pray. Well, of course, you could pray 
for everything as a way to apply a concept, right? But I'm telling you, it's the most powerful thing. So I am going to leave it right here. Pray. Pray about how we view it ourselves. So that means going to God and asking him, asking the Holy Spirit to show you because you in and of yourself, you're going to be hindered by your perspective of new, right? Um, and we can't see things as God see this, sees them entirely, but we have the Holy Spirit in us who can, who knows everything and we can ask him, we can ask him to reveal to us where in our hearts and our minds that we're not perceiving new the way that God does and to help us to see it the way that he does, to see us the way he does. The second way that we can apply this concept of new is to pay attention. Pay attention to how you talk about new, about hope, and about the past. When you talk about those three things, it's so easy to fall into um, negative tone of talking or fear or even anger. And that's natural. It's like we're, we're of sinful nature living in a fallen world. It's going to happen. But if we are active in paying attention and catching ourselves then we can go back to the first point of praying, giving it to God and asking him to shift our perspective or to take note of what we just said and give it to him and, and go deeper and ask him to show you what it is, what, what it is that he wants you to learn from those things um, that brought anger or pain or that negative feeling that you had when you spoke about it. Then the third way to apply the concept of God's perspective of new to your life is to put it through a filter of hope and glory. So what that means is um, the first two are kind of internal, but as a discipleship podcast where I want to teach you how to teach other people to disciple others, right? It, this is living as Christ-like as we possibly can and teaching others how to do so. So this third application is kind of the outward and it's how we speak then to others or in situations or in conversations that we're in. And um, before something coming out to put it through that filter of hope and glory, the hope where you might be saying, Oh no, I'm 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 just looking forward to 2021. There's just it's just so unknown. There's so much God can do in my life. That's the hope or the glory of I have come so far and this is a new year and I I just know that whatever is to come, God is good. You're pointing people to Christ. So in this putting through the that filter of hope and glory, it's it's wor- it's working in practice the uh, perspective of God, God's perspective of new so that you can then internalize it and also see it that way and pointing people to Jesus. That's really what it comes down to. So pray about it, pay attention and put it through the filter of hope and glory for God's perspective of new. And hopefully that'll help you to have just a wonderful start to your new year or any new season that you find yourself in. 
So I pray blessings over you. Thank you so much for listening and bringing me into your earbuds for this lesson. And uh, I look forward to being with you next week. My friends, thank you for listening to the Holy Equipped Podcast. Will you help me grow this ministry and the mission to make discipling disciples of Christ? That is, teaching Christians how to grow and teach other Christians, who also teach Christians, how to be warriors for Christ. If this episode spoke to you, please leave a review. And if you really want to help me spread the mission, share this episode with a friend. If you haven't yet, follow or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If you want to connect and be besties with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Molina. that's O-K-I-E, Molina, and say hello. Just tag me in your stories or send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect with you. Until next week, know that you are called and equipped by God. Thank you.